Today, we celebrate the great solemnity of the ascension of Jesus Christ, soul and body, as Jesus returns to heaven. For us moderns, there might be some among us that scoff at this biblical doctrine. Really? Soul and body into heaven? What does that even look like? Somehow, Jesus, in bodily form, rises up into the sky as his disciples see him ascending. And therefore, he's somewhere up there, body and soul, in the galaxy or within the physical universe, occupying a physical space. Really? Indeed, this doctrine of the ascension might be difficult for some if this is the only lens we use to see it. No, heaven is not some physical place within the created universe. It is literally another dimension of existence in eternity that can hold not only the soul, but the body and indeed all of creation once redeemed. Plus, to look at the ascension merely through the lens of the physical world is to see only part of its significance for us as Christians and then miss the significance for us as Christians in relationship to what we should be doing for and with the rest of the world. Let me explain first through philosophy. When I was working on a bachelor's degree in philosophy, which is the first degree we get as priests, required reading was Plato's Republic. Within it is his famous allegory of the cave. It captures well the ancient Greek cosmological understanding of the difference between life on earth and life in heaven. In his allegory, there are people who are trapped in a cave with only a firelight and shadow figures dancing on the cave walls, telling them that this is all there is to human existence. This is a metaphor for life on earth. As Plato would describe it, the world of appearances. One person escapes in this allegory from the cave, ascends out of the cave and into the light of the world above the cave. This is a metaphor for heaven, or what Plato describes as the world of forms, the world of reality. In this allegorical telling, Plato tries to communicate that the whole quest of humanity is to escape the cave, that is, to escape the human body, which is a sort of prison keeping us from the real world. The body is bad, and only the soul is good and therefore deserving of living forever. My friends, some of this Greek thought might seem Christian today, but it is not. Both the soul and the body matter. And our quest is not to get rid of our bodies, but to free them, to redeem them, to set them free. And not just once we arrive in heaven, but even now. 
Our bodies are just as much a part of our true identity as sons and daughters of God as our souls are. Our bodies are just as much a part of our journey of salvation as our souls are. God came to save not just the soul, but the body. Enter Jesus Christ. In this Easter season, when we celebrate Easter, the resurrection, the ascension, and Pentecost, these three great solemnities, the the reason why they're together is that they don't make sense unless all three of them together. And only together can we really understand who we are, our identity, and what we are to do with our lives, our mission, as we journey through this world toward heaven. Jesus' resurrection shows us the body matters equally. When he rose from the dead, all four gospel writers give us multiple accounts that his death wasn't to escape the body, but to resurrect the body, indeed to glorify the body, to perfect it. Look at me, he says to his disciples. Put your fingers in my hands and your hand in my side and see that I am not a ghost. A ghost does not have flesh and bone as I do. Jesus' body can overcome all natural limitations imposed upon the human body by a fallen human nature living in a fallen creation. Jesus' body can even overcome the ultimate limitation, death itself. And not just for another than to live 20 or 30 or 50 years only to die again, but for all of eternity. What Jesus shows, what God shows he can do through the power of the Holy Spirit to Jesus' body, God can do for all of our bodies. After Jesus appears to his disciples, soul and body, he ascends into the the dimension of heaven. As he ascends, his soul does not then leave his body. He ascends into the realm of heaven, soul and body. As we hear in today's first reading from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. Furthermore, after he ascends, Luke tells us that two angels are there by his side as he ascends. And they say to the disciples, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking up at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. Meaning, Jesus will come again someday in the second coming of the Messiah, soul and body. But until that day, why are you standing around? Go, the angels say to the disciples, get moving. Go and do what Jesus has done and taught you to do. And go and do what Jesus has told you to do. And the angels were referring to the Pentecost event, which was going to occur just ten days later. Thus the disciples did what they were commanded. They went to Jerusalem, gathered together as a community of disciples, a church, with the Blessed Virgin Mary, and they prayed. They prayed for the descent 
of the Holy Spirit. They prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit descended upon them and then pushed them out. First into Jerusalem, and then they left Jerusalem for the rest of the world to tell everyone about Jesus and the gift of salvation for the soul and the body. They were sent into the world, soul and body. Embodied souls who used their bodies, their minds, their hearts, their physical energy and emotion, their passion and their desires, their strength and courage and love to transform the lives of countless men and women, both in their time and then from their time, the lives of countless men and women across time. The body counts. And this is what the disciples did with their bodies. You see... The resurrection and ascension are about earth ascending into heaven. Pentecost is about heaven descending upon earth. The resurrection and ascension is about Jesus following the Father's plan and through the Holy Spirit overcoming all the limits of a, of, of, that limits us physically in a fallen world by resurrecting the human body over death and taking the human body into heaven to live forever with God, fully alive. Likewise, Pentecost is about the Father and the Son and their plan of sending the Holy Spirit upon earth, upon every human person, upon every human soul, upon every human body, and giving us the power to overcome our human limitations, our human temptations, our human mistakes and sins, our human fears and laziness, and to be boldly then sent out into the world to transform the lives of other people, to call them into a relationship with Jesus Christ so we can partner with him to rescue them, set them free, and set them on a journey toward heaven. The impact of the ascension and Pentecost is that God is calling us into mission with him. To save not only souls of other people so that they can then somehow be set free from their bodies, but to rescue and redeem the whole person, their souls and their minds. Their hearts, and yes, even equally important, their bodies too. Man, this is so different from the Greek world of Plato. Only the soul matters. And so relevant to us today. And it is relevant to us today because before Jesus came, Plato and his thought Greek culture ruled all the cultures of the world. Jesus came and saved that. Now we live in a secular world where Christianity is lost and we are right back at it again. Because isn't this world that we are living in once again a Greek world? A Neo-Platonic world. A Neo-Greek age. Where people are living in caves. 
and shadow figures upon the wall are trying to deceive them into believing that this is all there is to human existence and the body doesn't matter. Therefore, you can do whatever you want to the body, with the body, for the body, and with other bodies. Because the only thing that is really real and really matters is the soul. This is the world we're living in again. Take Jesus out of it, we go back to the lie. Man. The biblical reality of the ascension and us celebrating the ascension of Jesus Christ today is the only thing that is keeping us from living like the rest of the world. And is the redeeming event that is calling us to stop doing nothing with our lives as Christians. Stop standing around or sitting around in a pew and looking up to the sky. Go! Get moving! Earth has ascended into heaven through Jesus and heaven is descending upon the earth through the Holy Spirit. And we, we are right in the middle of this meeting of heaven and earth. Right here in the Eucharist, where heaven comes to earth and then dwells in our bodies and souls in Holy Communion. And then is trying, trying to send us out like the first disciples into this Greek world. Trying to send us to other people, other, every other soul, every other body to lift them up to heaven so that heaven can reach them too. Rescue them, redeem them, overcome their limitations, and do what our Neoplatonic world tells them is impossible. Transform their souls, their minds, and hearts, and yes, even their bodies, to become the persons God always created them to be, always and died for them to be, and rose and ascended. For them to be and sent the Holy Spirit so they could become sons and daughters of God. Who have the power to change the world rather than giving the world the power to change them.